0: Amen. Could always be worse. A lot worse. (laughs) Okay, so Philippians chapter chapter 1, verse 19. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that, that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ should be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. For to me for me to me to live for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain but if I live in the flesh this is the fruit of my labor yet what I shall choose I wot not for I am in a strait betwixt two having a desire to depart to be with Christ which is far better nevertheless to abide in the flesh is more needful for you and having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith, that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again. If you'll notice, Paul, as he was speaking there, he was saying he was he was in a strait betwixt two, saying he had a desire to depart, and, and very clearly, Paul Paul did not have a death wish. He didn't like uh, seek uh, death so much as he sought to be in the presence of Christ. And to have all the things, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So we are on uh, on page five, letter B, and to die is gain. So that's the uh, finishing the thought of, for me to live as Christ, and to die is gain. And so we already looked at the, uh, letter I there. Part of our boldness comes to the truth that death holds no threat for the Christian. And number two, death is the doorway that leads us into Christ's presence, never to be separated, uh, never to be separated again. And uh, and I think that's that's where we as Christians fail often to see the big picture we that phrase is pretty common of course but the big picture is that the very best existence anyone has ever had will be in heaven with jesus christ and the Bible's very clear that he knows how to give us blessings that we can't even imagine right now and paul very clearly had a, a pretty good view of eternity he understood what was coming and i think that as we grow in the lord we will understand better and again death Holds no threat, and, uh, and the, only, the only mystery it has is for the abundance of blessings that we can't even imagine. And so uh, number three is where we're picking up today when a person sows in this life towards his or home his or her own desires death holds plenty of threat and dread but when you live your life first for christ and for, then for the need and the blessing of others then death death holds no and that should be n-o not k-o-w but holds no threat for the me- or menace but is a doorway to life's reward being with christ and sharing his inheritance forever that's what death means for the christian and, of course, we spent some time talking a few weeks ago about how death is not even for the child of God what it is for the lost. That I believe the scriptures teach pretty clearly that we shall not see or experience death. Um, that it's uh, like, like it was for Stephen. He fell asleep. And the Lord Jesus said uh, well, that in John 8:51, 51, uh, that uh, whosoever believes in him, I think is what, what the first part says, he shall never see death. And so that's what I think it teaches. And so when a person sows in this life towards his or, ho- his or her own desires, death holds plenty of threat and dread. But when you live your life first for Christ and then for the need and blessing of others, then death holds no threat or menace, but is a doorway to life's reward, being with Christ and sharing his inheritance forever. And so I have a couple of thoughts I wanted to share with you just as a sidebar from that, that um, God meets our needs and desires while we wait upon him in um Matthew chapter 6, if you'd like to turn there with me. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 31. This is the Lord Jesus speaking. <clears throat> Let me, yeah, verse 31. So th- therefore take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? This, Those, those thoughts, that kind of concern... Is the way most Christians live their lives. How do I take care of myself? How do I take care of my family? Of course, we think of it as a noble thought to think, put my family first. But really, and that's, that's not what this, this is what this passage is teaching. So let me read this again. Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore take no thought for the morrow, for the morrow should take thought for the things of itself, sufficient unto the days, the evil thereof. And Lord Jesus is teaching this this extremely important, maybe one of the most important doctrines that there is for us to understand. I think that most of us as Christians probably don't have this fundamentally down. I think a lot of us can acknowledge, yes, this is the truth. <laughs> Put God first and don't worry about everything else. But I, I have to say, I don't think that all of us have it down all the time. I think that probably if we're being honest with ourselves, most of the time we don't have it down. Put Christ first. Put, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Seek His glory, His praise, His knowledge in the earth. And let God worry about everything else in our lives. Listen, that is what this passage is teaching. And I, 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 again, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say that I have this down. I do not have this down. However, <laughs> I put it before my face and I say, Lord, please help me. Keep my eyes upon you and not fret about the, st- the things, the stuff. The, 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 uh, the, the, the nuts and the bolts and the operation of every day, that's all in God's hands. And whether we trust Him with it or not, it is in His hands. And He does have our cares. He does have our needs. The Bible says, cast all of your cares upon Him, for He careth for you. God is constantly teaching us this very important premise, this very important understanding. He has our lives in His hands. The blessings, the comforts, everything we were just talking about. You know, I don't think it's wrong to enjoy comforts. I think it's probably not right, however, to to let everything in life stop and grind to a halt if I don't get my power turned back on today. <laughs> I'm not gonna not gonna talk about you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about me. So anyway, the uh, God has our lives, from salvation, the saving of our souls, to everything else. God has it all. And there is not anything that is not in his hands. And so that's what's important for us to train help ask God for to train our hearts and our minds to even if we don't have it down to quickly run to him. Say, Lord, help me not to worry about this. Help me just to put it in your hands. Help me not to worry about this. Help me just to put it in your hands. And for that matter, even the things that we think we have, we should trust God for everything. You know, because you have a paycheck and you have the ability to drive down to the food line or the Walmart and buy everything you need. Let's not fail to trust God for the things that we think we have already. Everything is, is in God's hands. And it's not, there's not anything that God could not take away from us as well. And God, whatever He chooses to do, we just read Job 1 and 2, Melissa and I the other day. And listen, if God took everything from us, listen, whatever God sees fit to do or allow and mind in your life, He is righteous. And it would be good for us to respond in whatever thing comes into our life with whatever's going on, God's righteous, He knows what He's doing, I'll trust in Him. And of course, you know, Job said later on in the book of Job, you know, though He slay me, yet will I trust in Him. And of course, God wasn't seeking to slay Job. Job did not understand. You know what? You and I, most of the time, we don't understand. We don't understand the spiritual conflicts that are happening outside of our view. But if you read the Bible, Faith informs the things that we see and experience. So our place is to trust in God at all times for the little things, the big things, everything in between. And listen, I've heard it, many preachers say it. I, you know, The truth is, if you can trust God to save your soul, then there is nothing that He can't be trusted with. Miss Mary? Uh, either you said it, or I read it. Or I read it and you said it. Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Because
0: we're not trusting God, it's like we just absence of faith. away from God and say, yeah. well, you can't do this, God, yeah. I have to do it. Right. And I have to work on that all the time. Well, way. and I do too. And I I mean again, I don't want to be a hypocrite <laughs> because the truth is is so and like okay, like uh, months ago the, uh, the vaccine mandate uh, came out that, that people, uh, companies with 100 or more, and then and the DoD was first, right? That came out first. So anyway, all DoD contractors and working in support of the government would have to get the vaccine. So that was something that was on her. And I have lots of pre-existing conditions. I have heart issues. I got blood pressure issues. I got all kind of issues. <laughs> Come on, somebody give me an amen. <laughs> and so anyway, the point is, is I fretted about that, and and then. Lo and behold, I told our kids, I, and i was just asking for prayer. She and I were, man, some of our kids just absolutely blew a gasket. <laughs> and, and that's the point. This is the point that Miss Mary was making, is that everything, that's the thing, is I think you and I, we tend to feel okay as long as we have the job, we have the 401k, we have the retirement plans, everything's in its place, then we, whew, okay, all right, everything's taken care of. The truth is, is it's in God's hands. Whether or not you got a 401k, whether or not you've got a job, whether or not you have all of your needs, whether or not you got a good prognosis or bad prognosis from the doctors, our days are in his hands. And there is nothing that is not in his hands. And it's good for us to recognize that it doesn't matter what comes before our eyes or comes to our attention about our lives, our lives are in his hands, and he can be trusted with it. And Listen, we gain rest and peace when we fundamentally understand that my life is his. If he wants me to live a hundred more years, that's his decision. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. We get so involved in our own life, we fail to see some of the things that he shows us.
2: Right. Like in 9 11, the towers came down. Yeah. was a troop right there that never even got struck. Right there in the same
0: block. A what? A troop? Church. Church. Church.
2: The only thing that survived in that whole block there, where the towers came down.
0: Glory to God. And this
2: system right here, where we had all this problem, mm-hmm. this church right here had power. Amen. This church had power. All of us here could come to this church. Amen. If we needed to.
0: That's right. He provided a place mm-hmm. for us. He's he's
2: he showed us a little signs, and we don't we're so busy in stuff that we think, oh no, yeah. You know. But I don't know, it's just human nature, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's just the science
0: he gives us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and and you know, the Bob, you know, the, the old saying of, you know, can't see for, the forest for the trees, and sometimes like you were saying, we miss the big important issues by focusing on the minutia, the tiniest little details. And uh, and again, I am guilty of that as well and I, I what I think the best thing, the best medicine for this problem is to put God constantly before you. And to constantly seek His face, seek His His that that constant communication with God helps us with our shortcomings, our infirmities. Miss Cassandra. I should have said a prayer during the um,
1: prayer requests and stuff. Mm-hmm. yesterday, God took care of Albie, our son, and our granddaughter. Amen. Her car cut out on her a few days ago, and they were able to limp it to this mm-hmm. home and they said he could leave it there for 24 hours and stuff. Of course, we had to wait for the snow. Albie went up with the truck, and they went to go take it to pick a cart. Mm-hmm. And they're driving, he's driving, who's driving? He was driving no, it. No, no, Ned was driving the car, and he had the truck with Macy in it. Okay. Well, the car caught on fire. Ooh. So, I mean, a good, so they had to put the hood up, go over and scoop snow. Mm-hmm. Albie goes to go get some snow, there was black ice, came oh. down on his back, oh. and Ned said that his head bounced right off the pavement. Oh! So they get it and they put it out. Of course, the car won't start again. So then, L.B. says, "I will drive it because it's it won't start up and stuff. I will just steer it, and you use my truck to push it, <laughs> to mm-hmm. pick it down through South Point, the lights and all that stuff."
0: Wow!
1: Needless to say, the Lord was watching her, but then Macy goes down, trying to get snow, because she stepped on another spot where there was black ice, yeah. but the big thing is, he didn't even bother to tell me he's dead, like he fell. <laughs> mm-hmm. but Ned called and said, watch dad, he's on blood thinners, and mm-hmm. he went down hard, Yeah. well, he can touch the spot and everything, and he's fine, wow, and we want to just praise the Lord for that, and they mm. got the Amen. car, Storm, he realized his back tire had a huge gash in it, two mm. spots. It was right down to the, what do you call it, the cord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'd been having a leak over there. <laughs> and the storm brought up the fact that yeah. he had to get out there and do some shoveling. And so we got that
0: replaced yesterday. Amen.
1: But the Lord watches out. Yeah. not try not to worry about
0: it. Yeah. It's like, you know. So, we so the way the way you could look at that is man all these bad things happened. Right. You could look at it and say man this happened, this happened and Albie fell down and you know, and the car caught on fire. What a terrible day. Or you could look at it with God brought us through all this stuff and look we're still fine. Praise God. You know and 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 that's that's back to what we're looking at in Philippians where Paul says For me to live is Christ and to die is is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose I what not. For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. So listen, Albie was helping his his daughter or his granddaughter and helping his son and doing all the things that we're supposed to be doing. And in the process, bad things happen. That's life. This is just life. Amen. Amen. yeah. <laughs> so
1: I watched over.
0: It, and when we pulled in,
1: called him today. <laughs> <laughs> first thing out, and then he's not been into a husband. yet. And when he just let
0: it go. Uh huh.
1: It's fine. And you know
0: what it is. Well, praise God, you hard. didn't even bust the scanner or anything. I mean, no, he has a hard head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because
1: he tried to hold it this way when he
0: was going down, but both feet went out
1: from under him. Oh. Africa. Okay
0: yeah <laughs> it's called survival technique <laughs>
1: uh,
0: yeah you know often after the prayer request i think oh man i should have prayed for this should ask for that <laughs> god is good that's the bottom line and you know i, I and again I, we've said this many times it's looking back you know in the moment i fail often to see what it you know things from the proper perspective but i look back and i say man god brought us through this and he brought us through this some of the most wonderful times of praise in our lives i i remember from being in a situation that was completely impossible you know this is a bad situation and god brought us through it and and we he brought us through it praising god and so um so I have this note. To, oh, I'm, I'm not sorry. I, no, I didn't finish that. So that was we talked about uh, needs, our needs being met. And that's when we keep our eyes on the Lord. We put Christ first. We let him meet our needs, but also desires. So if you would like to turn with me to Psalm 37, this is a very beautiful verse, Psalm 37, verse four. So this is a Psalm of David. And it says Psalm uh, 37, verse four. I'll give you guys a second. Psalm 37, verse 4. It's a beautiful psalm. So it says, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. And that's a a beautiful verse. It says, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. And so, you know, the 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 uh, what's the word? The uh, the uh, the prerequisite (laughs) to God giving you the desires of your heart is to delight yourself in, in the Lord. And so everything is fulfilled in our lives, our needs and our desires, by putting Christ at the focus, at the focal point of our life, and letting our lives revolve around him. And of course, again, I I, I guess I'm, I'm digging on Christians today, but the truth is, is a lot of Christians, their lives do not revolve around Christ. Christ is in their lives. He's a part of their lives, maybe even an important part, but their lives focus around a lot of other things. Jacob and I are talking about, I don't know if you guys remember, years ago I preached a message about how Christians are like NASCAR racers. And every time I think about this thought, it's such a funny thought. But, you know, NASCARs have all these stickers all over them from all the sponsors. You know, and, and Christians, listen, we are bought by Christ. We are bought and paid for by God. With the blood of Jesus Christ, you know how many stickers we should have on our cars? One. <laughs> One big sticker covering the whole car. You know, and there's so many things about it. And, and the truth is, is a lot of us, too much of the time, we have all these other major motivations besides the Lord in our lives. Our major focal point is often not the Lord. But listen, this is, this is what happens when you put Christ first, Christ as the, as the focal point of your life, uh, your needs are met we read that in Matthew 6 and here in, in, in 30, uh, psalm 37 verse 4 delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. this world is filled with people chasing after something you know and you could put anything in that blank a, a guy chasing a girl or you know uh, 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 getting a job or that that perfect scenario that utopian like existence people are chasing after with all their might and all their strength. And you know what? Guaranteed, they will never get it. Because you can chase this stuff down. Oh, I'm not saying you can't get the house. And you can't get the beautiful wife. And you can't have the perfect job. You may get those things. But the desires being fulfilled, that comes from God. The fulfillment, the peace, the contentment and blessings, that comes from God. And listen, all of our blessings, all the happiness and peace and contentments that we have in all of our lives... God gave us those things. Mm-hmm. And we should we should be careful to you know, turn the praise to God about everything. But
2: mm-hmm. God God gives you that opportunity by giving you these things to witness for him. Amen. When we bought that house over there, first house we'd ever been my buddy there lived up. He said to me at the time, he says, This is your first house and everything. He said, Don't you worry about this? <laughs> he says, I don't know, I stopped not a worrier for se. Mm-hmm. I I, I trust that God it says that if it be the house we're supposed to have, that's the one and have. I mean, yeah. it's a like forty five, fifty thousand dollar house, a little bungalow. Mm-hmm. We bought the house and we had the church that was one two at a time. I said, We come there, we donate. I said This is God's house. God gave us this Amen. House. So we built that house up, we had it for fifteen years, and we the price, people came and wanted to buy the house, and now there's a wall over there mm-hmm. where we lived. And, and I told him, I says, there's nothing of me. i said, I'm no genius. I'm no financial wizard or anything. Yeah. How to buy and invest and all that stuff. I said, but you provide it for us, and now we're down there living. We bought that house, and got my truck, and got a motorcycle, and
0: we got Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We even had an opportunity to let our son take money to finish his house. So, I mean, for, for I don't know why he blessed us like Amen. that. Amen. I don't know. I, I say that several times. It's just, it's things I've done and stuff in
0: my past, that I don't know how he forgave me. But. Well, the truth is, is, none of us deserve. Like Jacob, Jacob said, Jacob said, I am not, uh, Jacob, the son of uh, Isaac, and um, he had gone for 20 years into Paddan Aram, and he came out of Paddan Aram with two wives. That wasn't God's plan, but he came back with, uh, with wives, and he came back with uh, flocks and herds and wealth and riches, manservants, maidservants. And as he came back and he was about to face his brother, who he thought for sure was coming to kill him, and he might have been, but uh, as he's facing that, he said, uh, I am not worthy of the least of the blessings you've given me. Listen, that is every single one of our stories. We don't deserve the least of the blessings that God has given us. But like David said, I was just thinking about this this morning. David said, my cup runneth over. <laughs> and I think, like Albi said, and the truth is, is, is praises are to give glory to God. You know, for whether you're not, you have, you know, two herbs and, 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 and a piece of meat on a plate. Or whether you have blessings overflowing. You know, David and Abraham, so many of mighty men were blessed in mighty ways, abundantly above what anybody could ask or think. They were blessed. They gave praise to God. That's what we should do with every blessing. Give praise to God. God deserves it and we don't. That's the bottom line. God gives good things and he means for us just to live a life of praise to God. So pastor's here and uh, we're going to have to close. Well, let me just finish this, this final thought here. So no, 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 no. We're almost finished. So we talked about needs being met when we put Christ first. Our desires are met. And then God uh, will meet our needs and desires while we wait and serve upon him. And so verse 34, later on, uh, chapter 37, verse 34, it says this verse, uh, Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. That is the key to life wait on the Lord and keep his way and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land when the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. So that's, that's the key to our lives. Instead of pursuing our needs or seeking uh, uh, our needs, seeking, seek and serve the Lord and let God see to our needs and our desires. So let's go ahead and close our prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this time we've had. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the blessings that you share with us, Lord, Uh, all of our blessings. We thank you for help us Lord to be quick to praise you, Lord. And, quick to run to you and trust in you when uh, when the needs come and uh the things that that scare us or concern us lord please help us to run quickly to you and lay it in your in your hands and trust you about it and uh, not fret and worry and uh, thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your faithfulness. Thank you for bringing us through uh, a chaotic, difficult week. Week, And we pray for the week to come. Whatever things come our way, we know that you are completely up to the task. Help us to praise you and, and, and worship you and, and praise you before men uh, at every opportunity. Bless in the coming hour for your glory and meet the need of everyone here today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you.